We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on local now, channel 525. I'll tell you what, you think you got your show prepared, then you sit down to do it and find out you don't have it prepared. Breaking news. Breaking news. Yesterday, it was Judge Kennedy calling it quits. Supreme Court Justice. We'll be talking about that a little later on in the show. Today, you're not going to believe this, Russ. State Representative Mickey Gates has turned himself into... uh, the authorities for tax evasion. What well, do you? You've got some stuff on this. What? What exactly is going down on this? What have you heard? Well, based on what I've I've seen and what's you know public information at this point, it sounds like um, the allegation is that he has not uh, filed or paid state taxes for the since I think 2012. So 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. So what's that? Six years. Wow. Yeah, and then, I mean so. The allegation is he hadn't filed or paid. Um, now let, let's let's say it's an allegation. We haven't heard from Gates. Yep. And so we don't know if there's been a miss. I don't know if he he plot. He's got something going on, and his attorney is working something, or if it is what it's as alleged to be. It's, we don't know yet. We have no idea. I mean, it's literally forty five minutes old at this point for everybody. So. All we know is what we know. Who broke it? Uh, I don't know. I saw it on Twitter as I find out most things. Yeah, probably. Yeah. How about that? I wasn't paying attention AP, to Twitter today. AP was covering it. Uh, a couple of the uh, local news outlets had put it out. I don't know who was first. They were all right there together. So Yeah, Mickey Gates, big conservative. Uh, he's down, what, Hot Springs area? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Hot Springs Village mostly. Okay, so... Now, he's running. Is somebody running against him? Is there a, a Democrat running in that race? I believe there is a Democrat that is running. I don't know the name of the person. And that's a, you know, traditionally very conservative area. Hot Spring Village is very conservative. So, you know, I wouldn't have said it was a potential pickup for them. So I don't think anybody was giving it a whole lot of attention. So, uh, but if this is true, then this is, I mean, he, he would be, uh, this is a felony, correct? It is. Class Which D. means that he can't run for office if he's found guilty. I, I, you're asking again. I'm, yeah, I'm just saying. I'm my just standard responses lead in with I'm not an attorney. But. Yeah, right. I understand that. I just was wondering what, what the, you know, what the rules are. I'm just looking here, to see if I get a. I've already fired off a, a question to Doyle Webb about it. Saying is he does what's he aware of and and what exactly is going on? I haven't heard back from him. Just so everybody knows. One well, the, then the next question is if he can't run, are we allowed to replace him? Yeah, that's the question. And I, that's I, why I'm trying I to think get I know, Doyle. I think I know the answer to that one, and I'm pretty sure the answer is no. Pretty sure the only way you're allowed to replace somebody in vacancy and nomination is if they move out of the district or if they die or a death. Correct. Okay, that seems. That seems to be exactly what I remember on this as well. So if that's the case, then the only way 
the folks in that area could mount a challenge against whomever was running against Gates is right in on the ballot. Yes, I would assume so. Now, I don't Maybe. this is this I don't know. We're going down a rabbit hole here, but yeah, in theory, bef- if before he was if if he is guilty and is convicted or does plead guilty or whatever does happen, if it is something that prevents him from running. I don't right. know what would happen if he were to officially change his, you know, home address and voter registration out of the district. Because if he did that first, you know, he's now ineligible to run for that reason. Because that's kind of what happened with Mike O'Neill, right? Right. Uh, if you remember that situation, he knew what was coming down the pipeline. He was running for Washington County judge. Um, and he dropped out of the race. No one really knew why. And then he, he ended up moving out of the county and there was speculation from the democrats was well he knew he was about to be convicted and wouldn't be allowed to run why you know they're not allowed to replace him court says no he wasn't convicted of anything yet he moved out of the district he's allowed i mean they're allowed to replace him vacancy nomination um i don't know what'll happen obviously he could be you know we don't know if representative gates is innocent guilty or somewhere in between but you know there's a lot to think about it's you know big yeah yep i am trying to get some questions answered as as, as is everybody else. Okay. I've got uh, thus far, I have an answer back from the chairman. He says he has not talked to Gates. I am asking, can Gates run if found guilty or if he pleads guilty? So let's find out what... Uh, what the chairman says about that, and then we can we'll at least know that much as far as what's going on. Whether he's guilty or not, we don't know. These are allegations. They're not proven allegations, and I always tell everybody, take a breath until you pass judgment on somebody. I've been trying to make sure people keep up with that, but we'll have to find out that I mean, Mickey Gates did turn himself in, evidently. Yeah, he did. All right, so interesting. We'll have to find out what it's, what's all going on here and see what happens. So that's uh, something new to think about. It is. Going in. Of course, if we would lose that seat, it's not like we lose power in the state house. That's not the case. It does put another black mark against the Republican Party of Arkansas and that you have somebody that perhaps has gone this long without filing state taxes. I hope he filed his federal taxes. We don't know. We don't know about that either. So there's a, there's a lot more questions than there are answers right now. Yeah, basically no answers and a lot of questions. Yeah, just know a lot of things have come out about State Representative Mickey Gates. So... I'm kind of. I, I heard somebody told me that this gentleman that was going to uh, challenge him, they thought that he would run a tough campaign against him. That's what I was told. But like you said, it's such a conservative area. Yeah, I mean, knowing, I don't know how they yeah. could mount a very tough campaign. Yeah, knowing the district. I mean, we. The, I worked for the Republican Party last election cycle, so I've seen number six way to Sunday on every legislative district. Um, that we have and knowing the district it shouldn't in theory be winnable for a democrat right now i mean it should be as red as it gets just about i mean right right yeah it's fire engine red so to speak as we would like to say so 
who knows how it's all going to work out now. we got to wait until we get all the facts in. But just know that that's the uh, the word out right now. The, the uh, news breaking is that State Representative Mickey Gates has turned himself in, uh, I guess we could say for tax evasion, uh, since uh, he hasn't paid his taxes, his state taxes, over the last six or seven years. So we'll get all the ins and outs and specifics, hopefully, as uh, this time goes on. But like I said, just when I think I have the show ready to go, Bingo, bango, boom, something new comes up, you know, up as far as all of that's concerned. Quick break. We'll come back. Uh, Jimmy Barker is our guest here on the Dave Ellswick Show. If you're thinking about claiming your Social Security benefits, you want to stop. The reason you want to stop is because you're going to be on the verge of perhaps making an irreversible mistake that could cost you tens of thousands of dollars in retirement benefits. You could avoid this by attending an educational maximizing Social Security class Friday, July the 13th. That's a lot closer uh, than what you think. You said, but David, you know, we're in June. Uh, yeah, that's right. But 1st of July is Sunday. So we're not that far away, a couple of weeks away from this uh, big meeting. Uh, the workshop makes claiming your benefits simple and easy. Registration is 18 bucks. It includes a 34-page workbook called Maximizing Your Social Security Benefits. Seating is limited, so you'll want to call today because when the seats are gone, the seats are gone. 501-653-6690. That's 501-653-6690. Or visit davidlucasfinancial.com. Well, no surprise, the uh, Democratic Party of Arkansas, the chairman, uh, State Representative Michael Gray, has put out a statement saying, yet again, we see how the continued corruption at our state capitol is eroding the trust our Kansans have placed in their public servants. Representative Gates' inability and refusal to follow the law displays not only abuse of power, but also failure to the people of his district. The only acceptable action must be for the representative to resign immediately. Republican Chairman Doyle Webb should also join in calling for Representative Gates to do the right thing and leave the legislature. Having lawmakers that follow the law should be nonpartisan. So uh, that's uh, what uh, the Democrats have put out. Nothing yet from the Republican chairman, and probably because he's trying to find out what exactly is going on. Yeah, probably because he's not playing politics with it, and he actually would like to know what he's talking about before he talks. Yeah, yeah. It's a, this is the way it always works. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Someone's accused of something, and the and other so, side... Everybody you know. jumps up and says, yep. they need to resign. And that, that happens even with people in your own party sometimes. So we've seen that happen here recently. Bottom line, if you're not been proven guilty you are until that time still innocent at least in my mind that's the way it has always been in our country we will see mickey gates hasn't said he's innocent or he's guilty he hasn't made any kind of statement that we know of if he does we'll let you know Uh, if he puts one out we get a copy of it we'll make sure that we read it to you so that's where we're at right now jamie's here with me he is filling in for jr i believe jr comes back Next week, after the 4th of July. Yep, I believe so. He'll be here on the 5th, next Thursday. Boy, you love coming here and 
these kinds of stories break, don't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's such this a, is not what such, you want. <laughs> such a great way to spend an afternoon. <laughs> this is not what you wanted at all. All right, so let's talk about something I found out today I didn't realize was happening tomorrow. First gubernatorial debate going to happen tomorrow. Tomorrow morning. How is this happening? Where and what time and how do people see it or watch it or what? So it's tomorrow about about right around noon. It's actually at lunch or right after lunch during the press association's convention meeting. Okay. I'm not sure what the title of the event is, but it's the press association putting it on. And it's not really open to the public because of that. So it's literally just – I mean the new room will literally just be Reported. the news. Yeah. Okay. Um, there will be TV cameras. I'm, a, I'm assuming that they're going to have it streaming somewhere. I don't know that for a fact. Uh, we The news uh, cameras just confirmed a few days ago, um, or at least that we're aware of. And there's quite a few of them going to be there. Uh, so, yeah, and that's at the Press Association in Eureka Springs. So we're heading up to Eureka Springs tomorrow, and we'll be up there for that. All right, so you're leaving early in the morning, then, I'm sure. Yep, that is, yeah, it'll, yeah. Be, a, it'll be a long day. That's a, that's a, you know, that's about a three-hour ride. Yeah, a little over three. Because you're on the, the back roads and stuff a lot. Yep, it is definitely not a straight shot. That yeah, true. you're right. It's a crooked, crooked mile, <laughs> put it that way. I like Eureka Springs. I go up there two or three times a year. I like the chili place. I buy a lot of uh, hot jelly. I like it. I don't like getting there or coming back. Yeah. Well, getting so, there at least is okay because you get to get there. Coming back is not as fun. Here's here's the way to do it. The best way to do it, let me give you, is when you're going to Branson, just make it a stop off. I mean, it's only about an hour and 15 minutes off the main 60, was it 65? Off the main drag there, huh. and just kick over and and check it. Okay. Do whatever it is you wanted to do. I mean, don't expect to stop for breakfast or anything like that. I mean, if you're just going downtown and you want to stop and get some fudge, or you want to stop and get uh, you know some of the the jalapeno jelly they got there at the the, the chili place. I I think it's called was the cool chili or something like that. The, the, they sell all hot stuff. I love it. Plus, they sell some of the very coolest socks that you you'd ever <laughs> they see. They don't. They sell shirt with cats and fireworks on them. No, you're no. much more conservative. I, today. I found those. I am. I got my. I got my uh, patriotic sailboats. I got my my boats on my on my chest. You see me? Watch me flex. <laughs> the sails are actually moving. You see that? Look at that. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> all right, it's 24 after. So, how do you prepare for some? I mean, is this like a a, a debate, like a, a a normal debate you would see when you know the um, what a AETN or somebody mm-hmm. puts it on? Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't know what it'll look like, like visually, but yeah, I mean, it's it's the format is the first candidate will be asked a question, they'll get a couple minutes to respond, uh, and then the next you know two candidates, there's two other candidates, Democrat and Libertarian. Uh, we'll each get, I believe, I want to say it's a minute or 45 seconds or something around there. It's less time than the initial candidate got, and they can obviously address what the first candidate said as well as what their answer is. Um, and they'll go through all of them. And then they get to come back for the first candidate to rebut. Well, so this one's unique in that the answer to that is sort of. So <laughs> from my understanding is candidate one will receive the question. They'll get two minutes. Candidate two and three will get you know 45 seconds or whatever it is. Uh, they'll go through all that. Then they'll come back to candidate two to start the next question. They'll answer. They'll go to candidate three and back to one. That's when one can rebut what was said in the first one as well as address the second one. 
Okay. Now that I could be wrong. It that's may, a lot less time than if that's the way you do it. It is. So that you know that's something to think about whenever you're going and anytime you're framing a question or an answer to a question is, you know, if you're also going to have to rebut the previous question, you know, there's all kinds of factors that go into that and, you know, it makes a difference if you're playing football whether you're kicking off from the 20-yard line or the 35, so you you know, you need to know that going in. Okay, now do you guys have I know nationally like with the president or a candidate for president is going to be in a, deb- a debate typically the people that are heading up the campaign mm-hmm. one of those being the communications director have given them a bible basically mm-hmm. a book that deals with all and every conceivable subject that might be broached and powerpoints for the candidate to consider do you guys do that yeah with, we with just the i just gave the governor a copy of the actual bible okay I understand. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, we do. Uh, you notice how I reacted to that. I just moved on. Yeah, well, but that's all right. It was a great joke. It was a credit, joke. But, it wasn't bad. Uh, so, yeah, we did. I spent last week and the beginning of this week, you know, he he had a copy of it last week. We've been tinkering with it, adding things to it as we thought of them uh, or as things come up. And so, yeah, he's got a, you know, a binder that addresses what we think will be the potential issues and then some of the you know factors that could frame a question or an answer so he looks at what you all put down for the answers to the tip the typical subjects that might come up and then he adds in things that he'd like to make sure they even bring up and then you all knock it around or well more so with with him now i've I've been on other campaigns this is different but with the governor you know you've got somebody that was is a seasoned prosecutor has you know prosecuted people way more difficult yeah, it's than not his face. first rodeo exactly we exactly so you know the the key there is you know making sure he has the right information to frame the answer or to you know to give you know whatever answer he's giving accurately because he knows i mean you know he knows how to talk he knows how to yes. present the argument he knows how to frame the answer do all those things from you know way before i was ever born and so you know we just need to make sure he has the good information accurate information you know has our opinion on what we think We'll, they'll be asking about and how they'll be asking it um you know he he doesn't need my help to, well, the to governor, make an argument you know, you know i've talked to the governor many a time he's a smart man and i'm just wondering when you guys sit down with him do you ever you know kind of catch him off guard you bring up a subject that maybe he hasn't thought about or is is he ahead of you and he says yeah i've been thinking about that well, I mean, <laughs> I'm not sure if he lo- – I mean, sure, I think sometimes, you know, we look at – I mean, everybody's different. And, you know, that's why I hope he values people that work for him, um, which I know he does, is that everyone has a different perspective. And what is – you know, I'm from South Arkansas, someone else is from Northern Arkansas. You know, maybe that frames how we look at a certain topic of taxes or education or whatever it is. And knowing that that could be looked at and asked a different way by someone like me versus someone from somewhere else or someone, you know, I'm obviously pretty young, someone who's maybe older. Well, that's the main thing. I, I think your age gives you the opportunity to perhaps present some things you think that your generation might be considering that perhaps that he wouldn't consider yeah, just and, off the top of his head. Yeah, or, the, I mean, the fact that I'm from, you know, very rural Arkansas and, you know, we live in Little Rock now, so a lot of, you know, a lot of people don't or haven't had that experience in a long time. Um, you know, there's other people that grew up on a farm. I'm not a farm guy. I don't. Ag is one of the, my, probably my weakest policy issues. Uh, but our campaign manager Robert, 
you know, grew up on a rice farm. His family's farmed forever. He's much more adept at offering that perspective and, you know, how things like tariffs or taxes or whatever it is will affect the farming community, which is huge in Arkansas. And so, you know, I think the governor does a good job of getting everyone's input and everyone's frame of reference and, you know, understanding what everyone thinks is going to be relevant and, uh, you know, kind of working all that into compiling what he thinks is, you know, the best way to present it to all of Arkansas. All right. So we're going to come back, talk to Jamie some more. Again, the big story right now is that uh, State Representative Mickey Gates has turned himself into the state police, uh, evidently being uh, hit with tax evasion. We'll talk more about it when we return. When we return. All right. Back with you on the Dave Ellswick Show. Uh, with me is uh, Jamie, the communications director over at the uh, governor's reelection. Uh, the big story that has busted out just before we went on the air was that State Representative Mickey Gates has turned himself into the state police. Uh, he has uh, been charged with tax evasion. And we haven't heard anything from the representative until we do. Uh, I'll, I'll consider him, uh, you know, uh, innocent until uh, he says he's not or he's proven that he's not. So uh, he is uh, right now uh, taking a low profile, I guess. I've talked to Doyle Webb. Uh, he has not talked to Mickey Gates yet. He told us in this, uh, in a quick little, uh, text to me that if it is a felony that they're talking about, then he would be, uh, if found guilty or he pleads guilty, he would not be able to run for reelection. If it is a misdemeanor, he can run for reelection. So, a lot of questions still out there to be answered. We don't have the answers yet. I can't say when they're going to be coming, but we're waiting. Uh, the other thing that we've been talking about is that uh, the State Press Association is having their meeting up in uh, Eureka Springs, and tomorrow the governor will uh, have a debate with the Dem- his Democrat challenger for governor, Jarrett Henderson, mm-hmm. and uh, – they will appear in front of the press, and since it is their uh, meeting, uh, it's only open to them. It, the public can't come to it. That's my understanding is that it's going to be just the press association members that are present for the meeting and lunch. And you're not sure if they're going to stream it or not. I, I don't know that. I know that multiple TV stations will have cameras there. I don't know if that means that they're going to have it you know, live or Tape. No, it is going to be in Eureka Springs. That's not the easiest <laughs> place to get anything out of. Yeah. So, um, you know, I don't know. I'm Obviously, someone's going to tape it. I'm sure it'll be online somewhere, if not the day of afterwards. Okay. Well, sure. I'm I'm sure we'll be able to watch a replay somewhere yeah. or whatever. But, um, you know, if, if you can see it live, you'd much rather probably see it live. If we get any information about that, we'll let you know. Uh, but if we, if we don't have any information, I can't give you any information. It's, it's pretty much... Uh, that simple. So you've kind of moved into the doldrums of the campaign now, Jamie, and mm-hmm. this is a kind of a big deal here. You've been shooting at it for a few days, evidently. Uh, after uh, this uh, debate that's coming up tomorrow, what's on the calendar for the next um, like month and a half? Festivals, fairs, and firefighter cakewalks i mean a lot of everything a lot of pressing the flesh and kissing babies yep yep a lot of you know i think uh we've got people that even this weekend 
Um, we've got, you know, volunteers going to be covering the Emerson, Emerson Purple Hole Pea Festival down in South Arkansas where it's always 110 degrees. Um, it looks like that tomorrow. Yeah, so it's just, yeah. It's, all, it's, it's over 100. Hot it feels over 100 right yeah. now outside here. And so, you know, we, we've got people, even when, when the governor can't be there, or the campaign can't be there, we're making sure that, you know, our volunteers, our supporters are there covering events. Um, and so, you know, that'll be the name of the game from now until November is covering as much ground as we can. Um, talking about the, you know, things the governor's done that we've cut taxes that our economy's growing you know we have things moving in the right direction um and so you know talking about the issues that people care about and getting out in the communities and talking to them in their backyard so when when will you guys really start revving it up again you know like i said we're in the doldrums now where you're going to festivals and things of that nature uh hopefully the, the governor will have some time to recharge his batteries during that time, is he is he planning on taking any time off during the campaign during the summer, get away for a little bit? I don't know. Not I mean, he obviously he works as governor, and then after that, he's still a candidate. So he's definitely got two jobs. He's also a granddad and a dad. Does he like um, to fish? I I think he does. I I don't know. You know just I mean, I know, just to get out and get away from everything for a little bit. I I, I assume he fishes some. I feel like I've heard him talk about that. I know he enjoys golfing, although he doesn't really do it much because, again, doesn't win, win Woody. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't. <laughs> I don't know. He, the guy, you know, you, you like, you know, they say if you like what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. And I know he really enjoys the job of being governor, and uh, he enjoys the campaign aspect of it too, which that's you know hard and long. A lot hours of people don't like that. Hot. Yeah, a lot of them don't, but he sure does because he's done it quite a few times. Well, he likes people. I've. That has something I've noticed mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. Uh, Asa Hutchinson is he's kind of a people person. Yeah, yep, yeah. Him, him, and the first lady both. Anytime we go somewhere, they're you know they're they're talking. I mean, they're, they're from the time we get there to the time we leave, they don't stop talking to somebody unless you know the event requires it. And or they're running. You know, I mean, sometimes you're going from one place right. to another place. Does his does his schedule get that tight during oh, yeah. during the time that oh, yeah. he's running? Oh yeah, I mean, anytime. I mean, anytime we schedule something, you know, we try to synergize as much as we can, knowing, I mean, we're campaign side, the official side's a whole separate calendar with a whole separate staff, and, you know, there's really a wall of separation between us, so we can't really, it's really difficult to coordinate things. So, like, we, if we know, you know, he's going to be somewhere, we'll try to set up things around that or near it, but sometimes it's just he's, you know, on the road for two or three hours at a time to get where we need him versus where they needed him, and that's just, it is what it is, so... It does. It's very packed. It's constantly moving, and uh, it's interesting thing to juggle. Now, there's some people that they do a lot of work when they're traveling. Others use that time as a time to to decompress mm-hmm. a little bit. Does the governor spend most of his time on his phone when he's when he's uh, traversing between, say, Little Rock and Eureka Springs? No, I, I've actually uh, I've I've worked for people like Senator Cotton who has a red headlamp that he's, uh was like the one he used when in the Army and, and in the car at night, no music or anything because he wants to be able to read and work, yeah. what he's, work on what he's doing. And then there's Mike Huckabee who just wants to shoot the breeze and you know hang out while he's in the car. Right. Uh, the governor's definitely between the two. He, I mean, he, he's definitely worked in the car. He definitely... Well, you know, if there's an important, important call, he'll take sure. it, I'm sure. But also at the same time, you know, he def, I mean, there's only so much time in the day he's not being the governor or campaigning or whatever it is. So, you know, sometimes you just got to take a step back, take a deep breath, and relax a little bit. Um, so I say, you know, he's 50-50. He'll do some work. He'll shoot the breeze. He'll try to take a nap. 
yeah. any of the above. Yeah, you can get your get your sleep where you can get it. Learn from the military. Sleep while you can. Eat while you can. Hey, lots of big changes have been going on over at Horton's Orthotics and Prosthetics here in Little Rock. Their Little Rock location been open since the 80s over on 12th Street. And now they are tearing down a good portion of that building that was built in the late 1800s and are rebuilding it into a state-of-the-art facility with the latest technology and prosthetics and orthotics. They're going to have a new gate room, by the way, so that they can really uh, check out how well that prosthetic fits you or uh, how your your walk is with that prosthetic. Uh, they have a large new waiting room down in the basement. They have a 3D printer. They're just waiting on uh, the new material that will be uh, strengthened that they can start uh, printing off prosthetics. That's such a cool thought because right now they, they take a bunch of measurements. They make a form. And then they make the prosthetic, and then they got to tweak it some to make sure it fits you exactly. With 3D printing, it will be a whole new ball game because they will take a uh, device and they will map uh, where the amputation was and get a perfect picture of what that is. Enter it into the computer. Press Two buttons, and that's what it is. It's two buttons. I was talking to to, to Gary Horton about this. It's two buttons, Dave. You push two, one, and then you push another one, and it will print the prosthetic, and it will fit you perfectly. Just amazing the state-of-the-art things that are happening in that Hortons. They also will have a mastectomy uh, area, a special area for mastectomy patients, for privacy and comfort while you're fitted because Hortons prides themselves on their patient relationships and keeping the patient happy is their priority. Remember six location uh, locations now with the new updated facility there on the 12th street in Little Rock, North Little Rock, Bryant, Conway, Fort Smith and Searcy. It's Hortons orthotics and prosthetics providing a lifetime of support. Now continuing here, Dave Ellswick show, Jamie with us until the top uh, of the hour. And, uh, again, the big story is we're still waiting on more information. Haven't gotten it yet about State Representative Mickey Gates, who turned himself into state police today on uh, tax evasion. And so we're waiting to find out more on that story, and it's developing as as we speak. I'm uh, looking to see there's been fatalities at the Capitol Gazette newsroom in Annapolis. It's my walking into the newsroom with a gun and have uh, has killed some people there. There's evidently some kind of large demonstration going on on Capitol Hill right now uh, with some senators uh, joining in on it, and people are being arrested, so we will see how what goes on with, with all of that. There's quite a bit of news breaking right now and things happening you know this whole thing the democrats are trying to downplay crowley losing in the 14th district in new york and this woman this young woman winning Mm -hmm. but when you belong to the democratic socialists of america and did, did you see any of her banners 
Did yeah. You have, yeah I've they seen look yeah. like they're out of an Evita play. That's what they look like. I mean, they look like the old 60s socialist banners that, you know, the people will be marching down the street with and stuff. I doubt that's on accident. Well, I know it's not by accident, but what I'm saying is, it, is the Democrat Party taking that big of a left turn? And if they are, they're going to leave America. There's, I'm not saying that there's not a group of people that won't join up with that kind of thought process, but there's a whole lot of Democrats that are going to turn their back on that. More for us. You know, I mean, seriously. Yeah. No, I agree with you. I mean, there's definitely, I don't know anyone that can seriously say with a straight face that they're not moving further left with every special election or primary election or whatever it is that they have. I mean, it's just it's just not. I, if you look at, I mean, look at what happened in Pennsylvania with Trump last time. So Trump runs against Hillary Clinton, and in Pennsylvania, he wins, right? Well, there's a special election for a congressional seat in Pennsylvania. Republicans nominate what I would consider a very overly safe Republican because they assume they had it locked down. Democrats run a moderate or a guy that at least claims to be a moderate while he's running. I don't know what he'll do once he's in Congress. Um, but they run a moderate and they win. They be, they win a district that Trump won by, I think it was like 17 points or something. It was a huge right. huge swing the other way. And they nominated somebody that was middle ground. It was like, I, you know, I'll work with Republicans. I'll disagree at times. I'll agree at times. And, you know, I wouldn't vote for that guy. But that doesn't mean that there's, you know, not more people that are centrists or whatever uh, – out there that don't see an appeal to that and you know they win they nominate somebody like john ossoff in the fifth district of georgia who is a guy not much older than myself and very very liberal and had all the money from hollywood in the world and he gets beat in what was you know one of the most focused house races in the united states and so you know i they've definitely taken a turn to the left and i mean i don't want to say it's fine with me but when they do we tend to win elections well, you know, it's fine with me if that's what Democrats want to do. It just amazes me that in such a short period of time, we're talking eight years since Obama got a nine, maybe almost a decade now, since Obama got elected, ran and, and got elected, that they've gone this far left is, um, it should be it should be concerning for, the party faithful. I mean, the, yeah. the people yeah. that are are in there yeah, that s- still believe in a lot of things that are are kind of conservative in America because yeah. these people don't believe they want to get rid of ICE. They've made that they want open borders yeah. completely. Mm-hmm. Well, and there's a whole there's a large segment of them that voted in the Democratic primaries in 2016 that refused to vote for Hillary Clinton because she was too moderate somehow. You know, they saw her as the, you know, the D.C. insider, the party-connected person with all the superdelegates and, you know, a threat to their, you know, grassroots socialism. And, you know, they voted for Jill Stein or for the Communist Party candidate or whoever it was. And, you know, <laughs> it's a pretty big chunk of Democrats that did that. And in a lot of states, um, the difference between Trump and Hillary Clinton was the Jill Stein vote, which is crazy because it's Jill Stein um, and we don't consider her a contender, but you know when you're talking the difference is sixteen thousand votes in a state with a few million people, that's not very many votes. And the fact that sixteen thousand people thought Hillary Clinton was too moderate for them is, I mean, that's kind of scary. <laughs> well, it's like you know when you look at Milwaukee, when you look at what's going up in Wisconsin, there's there's enclaves uh, in in Wisconsin that are beyond blue 
Oh, yeah. I mean, they got hammer and sickle flags mm-hmm. in the whole nine yards, especially when you get to Madison. Right. Well, and there's 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 places there's always been places pockets of extremism, you know, of any ideology throughout the United States. The the difference is when that kind of ideology becomes mainstream, and you know, people start seeing a, a benefit in you know normal society. People that aren't overly political or overly involved start hearing you know about socialism or whatever it is, and that starts to have an appeal for whatever reason. That's when it you know that's when it gets concerning. And the fact that we have a major national party, one of the, only the two that we have. You know, electing people who are self-professed socialists is, I mean, that's something. I concerning. never thought I would see the day. I'm going to be honest with you, Jamie. I've been, as you know, I'm a lot older than you are. <laughs> I'm 65. And I can only think if my father were still alive, what he would think if he saw someone who, I mean, Eugene Debs was a socialist, all right, from Indiana. But he was looked at as being just an, the nut job, right? Okay, uh, that ran during the you know the, the, the early twentieth century, and uh, but now they're not looked at nut jobs no. anymore. You look at Bernie Sanders, and people bought into this whole thing that the electorate can can uh, you know just you know take money out of the public treasury and vote it to themselves. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, it's just it's bizarre. No. The, the Tocqueville said that when that happened, democracy was dead. Everybody better be paying real close attention to that type of stuff because it's as true today as it was back then and at the founding of the republic. Uh, there's there's some serious things happening within America today. Yeah, I mean, and there's always shifts. I mean, obviously, you know, during the height of the Cold War, the sentiment against communism was stronger than i'm sure it obviously is today because i know there's people that consider themselves you know voluntary communists or whatever twisted language you use democratic socialist or whatever oxymoron it is and there's all you know there's always a shift in appeal to those kinds of things and it, it goes through phases but when you start electing large numbers of people that are calling themselves socialists that's not just a pocket of people there's no there's a decent number of people out there that somehow think they're going to be better off if they let government run every aspect of their lives and put the word democratic in front of it. Yeah, and give them all the money they need, uh, guaranteed that they will have a job, uh, guaranteed that you're going to have health care, guarantee that you're going to have a college education, and all of it's going to be free. <laughs> all of it will be free. Totally free. Yeah, totally. They'll just print the money. That's all they got to do, Dave. And that's what they think. Just print it. All right. Thanks for coming in, man. No problem. I want to leave you on that happy note. <laughs> we started on a happy note about money, and we'll end on a happy note we about will. money. We will. We will do that. All right. We appreciate you. Hey, we've got uh, the uh, female power panel coming up, and we got a lot of things to talk about. Trey Gowdy just scorched today in the committee. I've got the audio. You're going to want to hear it. And Dick Durbin schools Kamala Harris and says there ain't nothing you can do to stop the Republicans and who they want to put up for Supreme Court I'll play that for you too uh, too, as we get continuing on the Dave Ellswick show hogs all right we're sitting here talking man I mean we're we're all talking and talking about yeah it's been crazy this all this news is like breaks at the last moment and I mean, the big national story right now is the shooting that has occurred in Annapolis. 
It's at a newspaper called the Capital Gazette. I have no idea uh, about this newspaper. All I know is that a gunman evidently went in and opened fire. They are saying that there are four people dead. There are possible explosives at the building. And from what I, I heard, it sounded like they caught the shooter. So the, the shooter's still alive. So, mm-hmm. which is, which, this is abnormal to get the shooters. It really is. Typically, they'll shoot themselves uh, and, and save us a whole lot of hassle. But yeah. not in this case, evidently. But that that's, that's going on right now. And um, that's the big story breaking. There's some kind of demonstration uh, going on up by the Capitol in D.C., and I think it deals with uh, ICE. Uh, Frank uh, Lockwood, if you know anything about Frank, uh, who works up in D.C.'s local reporter, uh, posted a picture on Twitter. A lot of people there, it looked like several hundred, uh, gathered. I think he said there was a state, uh, not state rep, pardon me, there's a congressional uh, person there and there's a a senator. Uh, Gillibrand, is that her name? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, she's evidently there. You talking about Kirsten? I said, yeah, yeah, that, she's she's there as well. So whether they're, you know, sitting down and locking arms with people mm-hmm. or whatever, and going to get themselves toted off to jail, who knows? <laughs> I don't know, but th- that could happen. Uh, I do know that uh, around immigration headquarters in D.C., they had uh, put up a lot of barricades to try to make sure that nobody could try to get in and occupy the building so you know they're going to be emboldened to do this stuff now when you've got you know a a democrat that beat a long-standing democrat in new york city in district 14 crowley who's a democrat socialist of america party member who says that she wants to get rid of ice and then what's her name cynthia was it nixon yeah that used to play on uh sex Sex in the the city uh who's running for governor of new york made the, made the statement that she uh she wants to give a get a, get away with uh, getting rid of i saying that they are quote a terrorist organization oh, wow. yeah. she, also wants to, she also wants to impeach the president oh yeah the new this new girl yeah she wants to impeach the president yeah, she she's wants all about and it. she wants to be president she that came too. out and said i want to be president she's a she's a bartender no, not bartender. She's a bartender. Okay, I got that. I knew she was a bartender last year. Shall she still been a bartender? Is that I, what I, I, well, I guess I don't know. She, she so was, she's a good listener. Is she what was you're identified as a bartender. <laughs> she can she can listen to people. Yeah, you know, she yeah. Says, you can talk good to listener. me. Talk to me. <laughs> talk to me. All right. So Shelley's here, and of course Elizabeth is, is here. If you're a lady, and you'd like to be part of the power panel. Now, you have to be biologically a woman. You can't be a guy who thinks he's a girl, okay, and, and wants to be part of the power panel. That's not going to happen, okay? Uh, but if you're a woman and you'd like to do that, you'd like to be part of this, come in on Thursday, give a woman's point of view on politics, here's your opportunity to do it. We'll be happy to – I'll be happy. We'll, I'll talk to you. And if you can get past me and get past Elizabeth and get past uh, Shelly, then maybe you can join and be part of this. 
this whole mess. Come on and help <laughs> us overwhelm Mr. Dave. Yeah, yeah. All this That's estrogen right. in the room. We're having fun now. It's a <laughs> hot mess. I'm just telling you. That's Careful. what it is. A Careful. hot mess is what it is. Yeah, I'm a wash in estrogen. That's what's going on here. <laughs> you got to go get testosterone shot next week. Before just I come leeches out. it out of your body, doesn't it? <laughs> it just sucks it right sucks out Sucks it me. right out. There's no doubt about it. Oh, All right. So it's been kind of it's been interesting what's going on. Were you aware that there is a debate tomorrow between uh, the governor and Jared Henderson? I'd heard about it. I didn't know that the, the an actual Arcan- debate. The Arkansas Press Association is having their uh, brouhaha of some mm-hmm, sort up mm-hmm. in Eureka Springs, and uh, the governor's going to be there, and uh, Mr. Henderson's going to be there, and they're going to have a. One one on, or and there's, who's running on the libertarian side? Jared Henderson, I believe. No, isn't he? no, Jer- oh, Jared. Mark West. Mark West. Mark West. Sorry, okay, Mark West will be there as well. So he'll be running, and he'll be there. So he's interested so in doing debates them. now. So they'll be debating as far as as that's concerned uh, on the, uh, the thing. Is it a closed event or a public? It is closed to the press. Now, I was just talking to Jamie about this. And he's not sure. He, they were contacted by several news organizations who are going to have cameras there. And he doesn't know if anybody's streaming it or not. Because, you know, being in Eureka Springs, not the, Streaming easiest, doesn't work not really the, well not the easiest place to, to get back any kind of a live shot or anything yeah. like that. So I would think you'll have to go with either seeing a, a repeat of it that's been you know, record it or just go with what you see on the news that evening and read in the in the paper. Yeah. The, the Dim Gazette or whatever. So but anyway that's the first one. So the the uh campaign is definitely kicked off. Although we're in the doldrums of summer. I mean we talked about that. Now is when you go out, as I say and you you press the flesh and kiss the babies. Well, I was going to say, Mr. Hill started campaigning like the day after the primary. No. started seeing those commercials on TV. Oh, right good away. commercials. Right away. <laughs> They're good commercials. They're interesting. I like them. Speaking of, have you seen the newest GOP commercial? Oh, my gosh. Um, sort of highlights some of this rhetoric and some of the violence. Oh, and yeah. Some of the I have seen that left. one, yeah. It's a really have good one. Have you seen one. that one? It's yeah, a I really haven't. good yeah, one. Yeah, it's on, uh, I saw it on YouTube, I think it was. If I'm lucky, I can find a link and put it on your socials yeah. so people can see, because it's a good one. It's the one, it's got Maxine Waters. Oh, and, and that, Setting and, the limousine on fire. Yeah. And, oh, wow. You know, talking the to the, you know, the media made it sound like, you know, she was talking to a bunch of people uh, when she was saying, you know, get the crowd mm-hmm. you know when you see one of these people out at the gas pump at a restaurant you know go up and make a scene yeah. and get a crowd and all of that there was about 20 people <clears throat> yeah that's all there was about right. 20 people but you know media plays it up their of narrative course. is they're talking to hundreds and thousands of people well but once it went viral it has been seen and heard by that many yeah because it's all she's over crazy everything. yeah She's crazy. She is. Did you hear me read the article yesterday about the guy from um, that uh, Latino paper that said, and you'll be able to relate to this, Elizabeth, he called for a repeat of the early 70s days of rage. Oh, please, no. 
<laughs> no, just no. Shelly, I'm looking at you. You don't have any no. clue of what I'm talking I about. No I lived through this. All right, yeah, I was I was in that. college when this all went down, and uh, there between 1971 and 1973, there were about 2,000 bombs set off in the United States. Oh wow! Uh, this is where the weathermen came in. Uh, for people who don't remember the weathermen, you know, Ayers, one of Bill Obama's Ayers. buddies. Uh, okay, you know, okay. he was he was one of the bombers. Seventy four. So okay, yeah. well, yeah, you wouldn't. <laughs> you know. Anyway, <laughs> another young Ayers was. You oh know, yeah, I'm so young. <laughs> Ayers trying to blow up the Pentagon, and did they kill somebody at the University of uh, uh, yeah. of uh, Wisconsin in Madison? Well, I don't recall that what i do remember is the weathermen themselves blew themselves up well yeah well, they, 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 they weren't the best and they killed a couple of themselves and did die and yeah well the, in new york now it wasn't the weathermen it was a puerto rican national group that was okay. setting off all kinds of bombs yeah. at that time I, this is what see this is why one i was talking to rush one time and rush said all of us will not be great talk show hosts until we're over 55. Mm-hmm. And the reason being is that you get past 55, you've seen a lot of stuff. Sure. You've lived through a lot of stuff. So I can say, hey, we lived, I lived through Johnson, mm-hmm. Nixon. You know, I've gone through all of that. Ford, Carter, Reagan. I can name yeah. it all. I was born during the time of Eisenhower. Wow. I I remember Kennedy some. I was young, but I remember Kennedy some. But the bottom line is, is that I grew up uh, in late high school and in college during the turbulent late 60s, early 70s. And uh, the weathermen and Students for a Democratic Society and all of that. Mm-hmm. I, I was alive and know, I can tell you... If, from being, you know, eyewitness accounts. I was there. Sure. I was in Chicago at the uh, at the convention when the when the police were beating the students up in the Lincoln Park. I was taking pictures for the Hammond Times at the time. I was a stringer for them, and they sent me down because I was a young kid, sixteen, and they figured I could get in with the college kids and. You know, they'd just be their normal selves, and I could just take pictures with my little, my what did I have, a Minolta uh, camera. And uh, I just happened to be in Lincoln Park when the cops came over the hill on the horses. Oh, my gosh. And so I had I got some pretty doggone good photos. And, you know, they didn't use billy clubs. They used these big clubs. They, they were real long, about four and a half foot long, and they had lead in them. Man, they cracked heads, man. Yeah, now, I'm, right. with that said, students weren't, you know, weren't uh, innocent. They were yeah. throwing, they were throwing golf balls Molotov with ten, cocktails. Ten, mm-hmm. ten penny nails, with Molotov cocktails, all kinds of stuff. And you know, when you get into a mess like that, and that was a really hot mess. All right, the bottom line was is that uh, if you get your head beat in, it's because you're mixed up with the wrong. Yeah, bunch of people. That's, I mean, obviously so. Yeah, you're just in with the wrong people. You well, shouldn't I, have been there. I was then, and I am now. All about civil, civil being the key word. Mm-hmm. Disobedience. We have freedom of speech in this country. We are allowed. Guess what? The First Amendment includes the right to. 
protest. Yeah, petition your government. But not to riot, not to incite violence, yeah. not to create violence, not to bomb places, not to shoot people. Cause bodily harm. This is this this is the thing, our First Amendment. We have <laughs> you've heard this, Dave. We have three boxes, right? Mm-hmm. You got the soapbox. Mm-hmm. If that doesn't work, you get the ballot box, mm-hmm. and the third choice is the one we don't want. The, the coffin. The, no. I'm. The ammo box. <laughs> <laughs> the reason we have the soapbox and the vote is to keep us from having to use the ammo box. Yeah, absolutely. But we have that right as well. Yep. That's why we have it. Well, that's what Mike Jefferson said, that the Tree of Liberty mm-hmm. needs to be uh, watered it's, by the blood of martyrs and patriots. And patriots. And it's it's serious people don't stuff. Like, see, people don't like to hear that. No, I mean, it's they don't serious. like to hear that. But the bottom line is, our founding fathers were deathly serious mm-hmm. about freedom. Yeah, they really, really were. And they and, were civil, even though they had terrible disagreements and had horrible arguments. They worked together to produce our founding documents. Yeah, and it wasn't pleasant, and that's why. You know, everybody yells about, well, America was built on slavery and all of that. They had moved us away from slavery when they were putting the Constitution together. It was just to be able to get a, a document signed. They had to go do the two-thirds and all of that. Because, and, and probably the, the easiest way for you to understand it is to pick up the musical 1776. And they do a song that's... It's, something molasses and something and it's about this cotton molasses and something and it's about slavery in the south mm-hmm. and uh, the argument that was going on at that time and why the, the south wasn't going to sign away all those people yeah. and not have some kind of you know power out of that so it uh, historically it's it's interesting to read about why it went the way it went bottom line they wanted to have something and not nothing, and the only way to keep the colonies together was to make compromises. Yeah. <gasps> compromise. Did you hear about That's Collins today? Collins had had a statement, made a statement today. Did you hear it? She's one of my Charlie? She's one of my not Charlie, no, oh, Susan Collins. Susan Collins. She's one of my favorite senators. Don't you know? Don't you know? <laughs> what did she, she have to say? She says she won't vote for any nominee from President Trump. That does not uphold Roe v. Wade. Oh, I saw that this morning. I, yes, she's I got a litmus that. test. There's no litmus test. No, that's supposed not at to all. be a litmus mm-hmm. test, but she's got a litmus she test. She made it very clear. Yes. Yeah, I will not I vote for that. any mm-hmm. any nominee that will not support Roe v. Wade. Yeah. So she's a real supporter of our Constitution and our freedoms, isn't yeah. she? Well, you're not. That's. Not if I was running, if I was being put up, if they asked me if I believed in Roe v. Wade, I'd say I can't say how I feel about that because I might have to make a decision. Well, on and then she went on to say about the president in general, they would have to be somebody that respects all precedent, you know, and, and that's how she and then started talking about the Roe v. Wade thing. And if our friend Paul were here, he would he would launch on you about precedent because his thing, oh, and I, I tend to agree with him to some degree. He's like, that's what the left does. They yeah. find the judge they need, then they mm-hmm. get the ruling they want, oh, then they sure. turn around yeah. and say, see, it's precedent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I agree with that. That's the way they, that's the I way mean, they've I run it for years I disagree with the tactic, now. but I know that's what mm-hmm. they do is what I'm trying yeah. to say. Mm-hmm. All right, so when we come back, you want to hear what Trey Gowdy had to say today? Yeah. 
Would you like to hear Trey? Trey Yeah, we'll hear Trey Gowdy when we get back here on the uh, the Dave Ellswick Show. Of course, uh, this is uh, the answer. Don't forget about PI Roofing. They're looking for people to work with them. I've got some information right here in front of me that I want to tell you about. If you're looking for a career where you get to work outdoors serving your community, you want to make a difference in the community, uh, if you're detail-oriented, you strive to do the right thing, if you want a career with a leading company, you can work with your hands, you can thrive in the outdoors, then you need to join the PI Roofing team, the PI Roofing and Home Solutions team. They're expanding their operations department to better serve their customers. Uh, if you'll uh, go over there and, and put in an application, you can start growing your feature, your future with them. PI Roofing and Home Solutions has uh, career opportunities right now in the commercial roofing and service division, the residential roofing and service division, and the home solutions division. So, uh, you know, get on the ladder to success. Head on over to PI Roofing. You can apply at piroofing.com or just call them 501-707-3551. All right, we're just about 56 seconds away from uh, having the the news. So we'll get brought up on what's going on uh, in uh, Annapolis. There was a, a shooting at a newspaper there. Evidently, four people are dead. I believe they say the shooter has been caught, and uh, they're still sweeping the building for explosives. So, have to find out what's going on uh, with that. When we come back, I've got uh, quite a bit of audio I want to play for our our panel today. First, we'll start off with uh, uh, Gowdy from South Carolina, if I'm not mistaken. If I'm, he's South Carolina, and uh, he went after. Uh, Ray, and he went after Rosenstein today, and you won't want to miss this. It's about a six-minute piece where he really gets at him, and it's well worth hearing. You get to hear it when we come back. All right, as you know, uh, in the first hour, mentioned to you that uh, State Representative Mickey Gates had turned himself over to authorities today uh, dealing with uh, alleged tax issues. I have a statement from uh, the... Uh, Republican uh, Chairman, uh, the Arkansas Republican Chairman, Doyle Webb. Uh, All citizens deserve the right to due process, but when a public service like Mickey Gates is charged with a serious offense, he should do the right thing to restore strong, ethical, accountable leadership. We uh, call on him to relinquish all positions of leadership in the State House until these alleged offenses can be rectified by him or resolved through the legal process. If he is found to have committed these offenses, he should resign his office immediately. As uh, If he is found yeah. to have committed. In other words, if he's found guilty. Yeah, or if he says he's guilty. Yeah. I mean, he may say that he's, he says he might say he is guilty. But the bottom line is, uh, you know, you're, you're considered, you know, you're considered innocent until you're found guilty. Yeah, that I means he's been arrested so. right now. Hasn't I mean, I, pled one you know, way or the other. Right. right. So, bottom line, that's yeah. where we're at right now. So, but that's uh, directly from Doyle Webb. All right, and what he had to say. Of course, so. the head of the Democrat Party here in Arkansas. No, is they calling already wanted to, to resign. Down, yeah, of course. <laughs> I already read that. Yeah, we knew that. Knew that was coming. Was that gray? Isn't it? That yeah. Um, I guess my curiosity here is this is a state thing with state. He says he didn't file state tax returns from. 
2003 to 2015? Yeah, he's been working. Did he file he's federal tax he, returns? He, no, 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 we don't have that. But he's been, he's evidently, he, he was aware of it. He was working with the state and he thought he had reached some kind of a, of a deal with them on some of it of $30,000 and did you say that he was it paying says, it back? Back at fifteen hundred dollars a month or something. He he told the investigators that he and the finance department reached a thirty thousand dollars settlement for the period of time two thousand three to two thousand and seven. He told state troopers he had been paying back that sum in fifteen hundred dollar a month installments. Mm-hmm. Gosh, somebody calculate that for me. I'm terrible. Fifteen hundred a month. How many months would it take to pay thirty thousand dollars? A lot. Several. Yeah. Um. He added that he did not file tax returns from 2007 to 2015 because he thought the finance department was completing them on his behalf. Oh, my gosh. I've never heard of that. This is all out of the Arkansas Democrat Gazette from about an hour, a couple hours ago, updated just but, very recently. Yeah, about 10 minutes ago. Yeah, updated just recently. Um, Gates referred to his tax situation as, quote, an albatross around my neck said he had done very little to remedy the situation other than keep his receipts. In a subsequent interview, he said, quote, he didn't ever want to make it sound like it's not my fault. He owes the state, they say, around 259841 bucks in individual income tax penalties and interest. That's a lot of money. All right, thirty grand, fifteen hundred month, twenty months. Wow. Take and that's only thirty grand, but he actually he's still got another two hundred and twenty thousand dollars yeah. more. Oh my gosh! Come on, yeah, fifteen hundred dollars a month. Whoa, yeah. So here's another thing: in 2015, according to the newspaper, the Arkansas Democrat Gazette reported that he was among five lawmakers in 2015 that they found to have state tax liens. Seems okay, so they had already around. attached to property and things yeah. that they were going to take uh, to help to rectify how much money he owed. But now this has been running around since sometime after 2007 to 2015. How do you not file tax returns for all those years? That is deliberate. I don't see how. I I really can't understand how you could forget. I know somebody who actually did that, had a death in their family, had some illness, had some problems at home, you know, things going crazy, spending months down at the hospital, and all of a sudden missed a year. Yeah. I get that. I can see how that could happen. But how do you do it repeatedly and it not be deliberate? All right. Yeah. So that's the latest on uh, Mickey Gates. And uh, for those, he's in District, what, 12? Something like that? 20? Garland and Saline County. Okay, does it say what district it yeah, is? Yeah, it will. What Hang number? On. We're looking. Looking. We'll get it for you. But the bottom line, if you're in that district, if he is guilty of this, which is not looking good that he's mm-hmm. not, uh, he will not be able to run for re-election which leaves us without a candidate on the in the Republican. Yeah, we'll lose that seat for Republicans. You know, State House District 22, 22. Saline County. So with that 22, uh, you could do a write-in. If somebody could, could. put together a write-in candidacy for you somebody that they could get people to write in their name uh, and, and get more votes than the, the Democrat, then you, you know, the party could hold on to the seat. Now, one seat is not an earth shatterer for the uh the republican yeah. party of of arkansas however uh it it does add another hmm. splash of mud yeah. 
uh, they still on to <laughs> them. Yeah, it's, you know, and it makes it makes uh, everybody look bad as a Republican in the House and in the in the Senate. Mm. Can they look any worse? I mean, this is just horrible. It keeps it keeps coming up in different ways. You know, it's GIF, it's this, it's the other thing. Now it's tax. Re- yeah, no, look at nobody this. at the Capitol knows anybody doing anything wrong. Well, no. except we've also been told everybody knows. Yeah, come on. We heard about all yeah. that. Yeah, well, it's good old boy club. <sighs> yeah, that's what I said. You get where you work with people all the time. You become friends with those people, and against your better judgment, you look the other way. Yeah, and you shouldn't. But that's mm-hmm. exactly what they do. Okay, now I promised everybody. And I, I promised you to. And, oh, they're excited, man. <laughs> they, they, they like themselves from Trey Gowdy. I'm just telling you. Great. Trey Gowdy rocks. He, yes. he, he, had a, he was clean shaven today. He didn't have that yeah, little. Yeah, I noticed. He didn't have that little soul patch that he had yeah, been growing. Like, had, had you noticed that? I didn't notice that. Yeah, yeah, he had a little soul patch. He was looking kind of scrubby. He, well, he had a soul patch. <laughs> and he was growing. Yeah, I know. Growing. Oh, was, you know, that he had. That, isn't that what they call them still? That's what they call them. They well, call, I don't know if they, do they call, call them now. Or, I don't know. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. they used to call them. Right there. Yeah. We're, we're too old, Dave. No, it's too, too small for a goatee. <laughs> it's just a soul patch, you know, to show you your brother, all right? Your brother. Anyway, yeah, of course, he's a Republican who chairs the House Committee on Oversight. And uh, got he got into it today with the FBI and Attorney General Rod Rosenstein uh, with the FBI director. And uh, check out what he had to say today. The chair recognizes the gentleman from South Carolina, Mr. Gowdy, for five minutes. Uh, thank you, Mr. Chairman. The Russia investigation has been going on for almost two years now. Special counsel's investigation has been going on for over a year now. For most Americans, it's important to know what Russia did to our country in 2016 and with whom, if anyone, they did it. Uh, when a foreign state interferes with our democratic electoral process, um, it should be chance of a lifetime for a law enforcement agent to investigate that, except, apparently, the one that was actually picked to investigate it. Uh, That was Peter Strzok. FBI agent Peter Strzok was picked to lead the FBI's investigation into what Russia did in July of 2016. It was a counterintelligence investigation begun in late July 2016, and he was leading it, and at about the exact same time he was picked to lead it, this dispassionate and uh, fair FBI agent was calling Trump a disaster, destabilizing for the country. Uh, I'll leave out uh, all the F uh, adjectives he used to describe that. I'll just go with disaster and destabilizing. Same time, his uh, FBI lawyer girlfriend, Lisa Page, was telling him he was meant to protect the country. This neutral, dispassionate FBI agent said, I can protect the country at many levels. Same time, Peter Strzok, who was picked to objectively, fairly, neutrally look into the Russia investigation, was talking about an insurance policy with Andy McCabe and Lisa Page in the event Donald Trump became the president. All of this was happening at the same time Peter Strzok said he could smell the Trump support in southern Virginia. All this was at the same time that this FBI agent said a Trump presidency would be effing terrifying and that it will never happen. No, no, we'll stop it. So while investigating Russia and their attempt to subvert our democracy may have been important to the rest of the country, 
It wasn't all that important to about a half dozen FBI agents and lawyers who were assigned to the case. For them, it was an investigation to stop Donald Trump, which then brings us to May of 2017 and the appointment of special counsel, where we find Peter Strzok again, this same supposed to be dispassionate, neutral, fair FBI agent. You would think he'd be really excited about investigating what a foreign power tried to do to this country, but you would be wrong again for Peter Strzok at precisely the same time that Bob Mueller was appointed, precisely the same time. Peter Strzok was talking about his unfinished business and how he needed to fix and finish it so Donald Trump did not become president. He was talking about impeachment within three days of special counsel Mueller being appointed. Three days. That's even quicker than MSNBC and the Democrats were talking about impeaching. Within three days, the lead FBI agent is talking about impeaching the president. So this is where we are. We're two years into this investigation. We're a year and a half into the presidency. We're over a year into special counsel. You have a counterintelligence investigation that's become public. You have a criminal investigation that's become political. You have more bias than I have ever seen manifest in a law enforcement officer in the 20 years I used to do it for a living. And four other DOJ employees who had manifest animus towards the person they were supposed to be neutrally and detachedly investigating. Democrats are using this investigation as a presumption of guilt, which I, I find astonishing. And in the long run, for the health of this republic, I would encourage them to go back to the presumption of innocence that we used to hold sacred. There's a presumption of guilt. There's a desire by Democrat senators to fundraise off of your investigation. More than 60 Democrats have already voted to proceed with impeachment before Bob Mueller has found a single solitary damn thing. More than 60 have voted to move forward with impeachment, and he hasn't presented his first finding. So I'm going to say this to you, Mr. Ray, Mr. Rosenstein. I realize that neither one of you were there when this happened, but you're both there now. Uh, Russia attacked this country. They should be the target, but Russia isn't being hurt by this investigation right now. We are. This country is being hurt by it. We are being divided. We've seen the bias. We've seen the bias. We need to see the evidence. If you have evidence of wrongdoing by any member of the Trump campaign, present it to the damn grand jury. If you have evidence that this president acted inappropriately, present it to the American people. Uh, there's an old saying that justice delayed is justice denied. I think right now all of us are being denied. Whatever you got... Finish it the hell up, because this country is being torn apart. I would yield back, Mr. Chairman. Either the witnesses care to respond to the... Well, I would uh, simply respond, Ms. Gowdy. I certainly share your views about those text messages, and uh, nobody is more offended than I about what's reflected in those messages. With regard to the investigation, uh, I've heard suggestions that we should just close the investigation. I think the best thing we can do is finish it appropriately and reach a conclusion. And I certainly agree with you, sir, that people should not jump to conclusions without seeing the evidence. I've been the victim of fake news attacks myself, so I'm sympathetic. I agree with you, sir, that uh, there's been no allegation made by the Department of Justice or the special counsel other than what's reflected in those documents that are filed publicly, the charged folks. And nobody should draw any conclusions beyond those charges. Yeah.
then why does Strzok still have a job with the FBI? Mm-hmm. That's my question. Why is he still working for the FBI with all of that that they have on the yeah, man? Because they don't dare cut him loose because of what else he might know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. I well, love Trey Gowdy's. Yeah, he went after him. There, yeah, he went after time, him. I mean, he, he went hard. To say that he was upset is an understatement. Yeah. When we, okay, well, I got Jim Jordan for you, too, when we come back. Cool. You want to hear Jim Jordan? Mm-hmm. Jim Jordan went at it as well because he he just okay we've caught you guys hiding information Mm -hmm. on all this don't forget about horton's orthotics prosthetics here in little rock their 12th street location uh they're tearing it down basically rebuilding it back up it's going to be a state of the art facility latest technology and prosthetics and orthotics they've grown from a small family practice now into a six location family business providing Arkansans with all of their orthotic and prosthetic needs. And it's just going to get better now as they put this new state-of-the-art facility together. A new gate room, a new large waiting room, a new mastectomy area, uh, new technology. They've got a 3D printer to start making uh, prosthetics here in the near future. It is amazing what they can do. And it's all because Horton's prides itself on their patient relationships. Remember where they're located now. Little Rock, North Little Rock, Bryant, Conway, Fort Smith, and Searcy, Horton's Orthotics and Prosthetics, providing a lifetime of support. All right, so Gowdy wasn't the only one. Jim Jordan got in on it today when he was grilling Rosenstein. Check this out. Here, recognize the gentleman from Ohio, Mr. Jordan. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Mr. Rosenstein, why are you keeping information from Congress? Congressman, I'm not keeping any information from Congress that it's appropriate. In a few minutes, Mr. Rosenstein, I think the House of Representatives is going to say something different. I don't agree with you, Congressman. I don't believe that's what they're going to say. And if they do, they'll but be I disagree, mistaken. But I think, I think in a few minutes, the House of Representatives is going to go on record saying you haven't complied with requests from a separate and equal branch of government, that you haven't complied with subpoenas, and you got seven days to get your act together. I think that's what's going to happen in a few minutes. That's, that's not Jim Jordan. I think that's the house, I think that's a majority of the House of Representatives. In just a few minutes, I think that's going to happen. And I want to know why you won't give us what we've asked for. Sir, I certainly hope that uh, your colleagues are not under that impression. Uh, that is not accurate, sir. And you it can... is accurate. We have caught you hiding Mr. Chairman, can we Mr. allow Mr. the witness to answer? Mr. Chairman, point of order. We can go to Mr. Jordan's press conference and it's... listen to him, but we came here to hear from the, the witness. The time belongs to the gentleman. Mr. Rosenstein. Can we allow him to answer? We have caught you hiding information. We can allow him to answer. He will be permitted to answer Mr. when Jordan. Mr. Jordan. Why do we have them here? We'll allow him additional time Rosenstein. to answer. Why are they not allowed to answer? The gentleman's out of order. The gentleman from Ohio is recognized. Mr. Rose, let me make this one point, then I'll let yes, you answer. Mr. Jordan, I'd like let me, to let me make this one point, sir. Where we've caught you hiding information, then you can answer. Why did you hide the fact that Peter Strzok and Judge Contreras were friends? Why did you redact that in the documents you gave to us? Peter, I mean, Judge Contreras, kind of important. FISA court judge, more importantly, just as importantly, the judge that uh, heard Mike Flynn's case. Why did you try to hide that from us? Mr. Jordan, I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to respond. I've heard you make those sort of allegations publicly on TV. It's I got the, and, and I if got you let right me here. respond, sir, Mr. Chairman, he should be given right the opportunity. Here. Now, Mr. Jordan, it's I am the Deputy Attorney General of the United States. Okay, I'm not the person doing the redacting. I'm responsible for responding to your concerns as I have. I have a team with me, sir. It's just a fraction of the team that's doing this work. And whenever you brought issues to my attention, I have taken appropriate steps to remedy them. 
So your statement that I'm personally keeping information from you, trying to conceal information... You're the boss, Mr. Rosenstein. That's correct. And my job is to make sure that we respond to your concerns. We have, sir. Now, I've appointed Mr. Lausch, who is managing that production. And my understanding is it's actually going very well, sir. So I appreciate your concerns. Again, I think the House of Representatives is going to say otherwise. But your use of this to attack me personally Why did you is it's not wrong. Point of order, Mr. Chairman, may the witness be permitted it's to not, answer the it's question? It's not personal. Proposed? The gentleman will suspend. The witness is going to have an opportunity to say whatever he wants at the end of Mr. Jordan's five minutes. Until the it is not those personal. five minutes, they're his time. I appreciate your service. It's not personal. We just want the information. Why did you tell Peter Strzok not to answer our questions yesterday? When I asked, when I asked Peter Strzok if he'd ever communicated with Glenn Simpson... He gave us the answer he gave us dozens of times. On advice of FBI counsel, I can't answer that question. Why couldn't he answer that question? Mr. Jordan, I appreciate your sincere concerns, but I didn't give Peter Strzok any instructions. If there was some problem with the instructions he had, I'll be happy to look not into what, it. Not what his you FBI lawyer said. Mr. Jordan, it, when you find some problem with a production or with questions, it doesn't mean that I'm personally trying to conceal something from you. It means we're running an organization that's trying to follow the rules, and we're going to respond. You know what was interesting? When I asked him if he'd ever talked to Bruce Orr, he said he had. He said he had three times in 2016 and 2017. Then I asked him, have you ever talked to Nellie Orr? And he said, no, I haven't. I said, well, why can you answer that question? Because Nellie Orr worked for Glenn Simpson, worked for Fusion. He could answer that question, but he couldn't answer because FBI counsel told him he couldn't. He couldn't answer the question whether he'd ever communicated with Glenn Simpson, a journalist. Why couldn't he answer that question? Mr. Jordan, I appreciate you saying it isn't personal. Sometimes it feels that way. How do I know, sir? I mean, I, you interviewed Mr. Strzok. I didn't, uh, so I can't Works for you. Doesn't work for us. Uh, there are 115,000 people who work for me, sir. Mr. Rosenstein, did you threaten staffers on the House Intelligence Committee? Media reports indicate you did. Media reports are mistaken. Sometimes. But this is what they said. Having the nation's number one law enforcement officer threaten to subpoena your calls and emails is downright chilling. Did you threaten to subpoena their calls and emails? No, sir, and there's no way to subpoena phone calls. Well, I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm reading what the press said. I'm reading well, what the I, press I would said. suggest that you not rely on what the press says, sir. Well, I didn't ask if there's no way to do it. I asked if you said it. If I said what? What I just read you. No, I did not. Well, now, who are we supposed to believe? Staff members who we've worked with, who've never misled us, or you guys, who we've caught hiding information from us, who tell a witness not to answer our questions. Who are we supposed to believe? Thank you for making clear it's not personal, Mr. Jordan. <laughs> well, I, I didn't, I'm saying the you Department of Justice. because I'm telling the truth and I'm under oath. If you want to put somebody else under oath and they have something different... I know these staff members. All right, so that gives you, here's, that gives you a good feeling question. about how that give and take was. It was a whole lot more give than it was take. Yeah. Just, I, here's the key on that. When they're at a, in a committee meeting like that, when they give the uh, particular politician five minutes, they can say whatever they want to say during their five minutes. If you're, if you're the guy sitting there taking it, you got to shut up and just take it. Yeah, that's all. That's all you can. You can. You try to answer. They're going to say, "Just be quiet and listen to what I'm telling you." And that's exactly what Jordan was doing. So when we come back, uh, Chris Wallace talks about Kennedy leaving, uh, Trump on his SCOTUS pick, uh, Kamala Harris. We're going to talk about her. Dick Durbin. We're going to talk about him. And a lot of stuff still to talk about here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Man, just lots of stuff. I love it. It's a great day today. On the Dave Ellswick Show. Back for the uh, 4 o'clock hour. And uh, let's talk about Justice Kennedy uh, saying that he's done. 
He's going to retire. He's leaving the Supreme Court. Uh, the president uh, was, I thought, really good yesterday when he said that he wanted to thank uh, the justice for you know going now so that uh, it would allow uh, President Trump uh, to uh, be able to nominate another uh, conservative for the Supreme Court. So uh, Chris Wallace talked about the Kennedy vacancy yesterday on Fox News. I thought it was interesting what he had to say, and he called it the biggest moment of the Trump presidency. Uh, Chris, you've been in Washington uh, for many of these nominations, and it's always so fascinating. And the Supreme Court is still one of the institutions that is trusted and revered in America. This is going to be an amazing summer for all sorts of reasons, uh, especially because of this. Let's get your thoughts on this now. I was just thinking as I was listening uh, to my colleagues on the air, I think without any question, this is the biggest moment of the Trump presidency. Obviously, he's done a lot of big things. He went to Singapore and met with uh, Kim Jong-un of North Korea. He passed the tax bill. Uh, he's done major deregulation. There have been some executive orders. But I think this moment is the biggest opportunity of the Trump presidency so far because with the retirement of of Anthony Kennedy, there was a very strict four conservatives and four liberals on the court, and Anthony Kennedy was the swing vote who often decided whether the conservatives won or sometimes, not as often, but sometimes the liberals prevailed, especially on social issues, that if, if uh, Donald Trump is able to nominate and confirm a solidly conservative justice and swing the court solidly five to four conservative, that is going to change the Supreme Court and could perhaps for a, a generation or two. This is a very big deal. And, uh, you know, I hear talk about, well, you don't want to swing judge. Uh, I did a power player this last week on, I have to say, I'm feeling pretty smart about it, about Leonard Leo, who is the key person at the Federalist Society who put together the list first of 11, then of 21, now of 21 uh, people that the president has said he's going to name his Supreme Court justice or his nominee from, uh, they are all reliably conservative. Uh, I said to Leonard Leo, is there one of them that is your favorite or a couple of them that are your favorite? He said, frankly, we're so confident in this list mm -hmm. that you could throw a dart at the list and whoever you that the, the dart hit would be a solidly conservative justice on the Supreme Court. That is important and that's why mm -hmm. the left's heads are literally exploding oh I yeah i mean really yeah. yeah absolutely oh my gosh we'll never vote for any of those people on that list mm -hmm. no way yeah. so speaking of that list so what did donald trump have to say about uh, about that list uh, here's him from yesterday who will you pick to replace him sir well we have uh, obviously uh, numerous people we have a list of 25 people that I actually had during my election. I had to 20, and as you know, I added five uh, a little while ago. Uh, we have a, a very uh, excellent list of great talented, highly educated, highly intelligent, hopefully uh, uh, tremendous people. I think the list is very outstanding. When I was running, I, I put down uh, a list of 20 people because not being a politician, I think people wanted to uh, hear what some of my choices may be, and it was pretty effective. And um, I think you see the kind of quality that we're looking at when you look at that list. Uh, but I, I did add, I added five uh, 
additional people to the list. So it will be somebody from that list. So we have now boiled it down to about 25 people. All right, there you go. And Leo says, throw a dart at the list. Doesn't matter who you hit. They're all bona fide conservatives. Solid. 100%. I can only hope that that's really true. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. well, these days we know we, until it shows that it's true, we can't trust it. They can all say that, but until the mm-hmm. person is sworn in and yep. sits down at oh, the yeah. bench, you just don't know. You that's really what don't. I'm saying. Until we know, we can't trust it anymore. We just I mean, nobody expected Roberts to do what he did oh, when they oh, were yeah, hearing about yeah. Obamacare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he rewrote, he, wrote, he rewrote Obamacare from the bench. Yep. Unbelievable. Even Kennedy said he did. Yep. Evidently, I would love to have seen that happen. Evidently, Kennedy went to Robert's office, and they almost got into a fist fight. Oh, it, so much for comedy on the Supreme it Court. It yeah. got hot between the two That's of them. That's interesting, because wow. there's still all kinds of speculation out there about why Roberts did that, including the allegations that they have something on him it's blackmail what that picture with the goat no i don't know uh, no i i don't know if that's the case or no, not i'm just I saying just i mean all kinds yeah. of theories ranging all the way to hey they have something on him and they're holding him hostage and forcing him yeah to do they what always they say that i yeah, think crazy i think the better expl- explanation that i've heard is that he wanted to protect his uh what people think of him in the future what history says about him and so he didn't this was want not he the way didn't, to do it. <laughs> he didn't want to take away health care from mm-hmm. people. Not the way to go. No, I agree. <laughs> they will talk about his his tenure for the rest of you know, oh, yeah. but it won't be for the good reasons. It won't be because oh, of that. How old is Kennedy? Well, Kennedy, Kennedy is, is 82. 82. Yeah. He's 82. See, Ginsburg is 84. Yeah. But Roberts will be I mean, around. She's the, she's, the, she's the oldest uh, justice she's 84 he's 82 he's second oldest yeah i'm trying to think i mean Breyer and some of the rest of them are like in their late 70s early 80s as well i mean i can't imagine not a bunch to of, do that at 80 years old it's not a bunch of spring chickens well why not Uh-oh. you get look well, at the money lifetime. you make well, yeah, yeah. It's lifetime, the money so that you're paid they take good care of you you got you know some, the best health care that uh, that uh, taxpayers can pay for yeah. I mean, they really gave a. It's a. It's a sweet job. Yeah, it is. It is. I'm just thinking. Ooh, eighty. That's like. No. Uh, what do you got? Well, John Roberts is our age. He's yeah. sixty-three. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's a bunch younger. One. I mean, I remember when. Bush, he's a young guy. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. A young guy. <laughs> yeah. Well, but they're saying that either all or most of the people on this list are in their forties and fifth, early fifties. And there's and Trump made the statement yesterday that they could be on the bench from forty to forty-five years. Oh, wow. And you could just see the explosions, boom, all the way across the horizon. Yeah, Elizabeth, Elizabeth Warren's head must have blew up or came close to it. You know. Whoopi Goldberg. Is she still alive or did she kill from a heart attack? <laughs> I'm know. just thinking. I don't even Joy pay attention. Bear. I wouldn't know whether they're around or not. Yeah. You know, I can just hear the people in Hollywood going just absolutely there's not enough crazy. ugliness going on right now on this. Oh, list. it's going to get worse. And I was going to say, you know, on the serious side of that, those of us who's a little bit concerned about violence and things of that sort, be prepared, folks. It's oh, going to yeah. get a lot worse, a lot worse now. Well, they're acting it's crazy at restaurants and stuff like Sarah Huckabee Sanders yeah. and her family. I mean, uh, and the then, red hen. So here's a question. What if she were a black gay female? Right, what right. would have happened? I mean, uh, you know. I mean, really. Yeah. 
It doesn't matter yeah. if you it, if you identified as being a conservative. It doesn't matter what you are or who you are. No. That makes you all of them all of Go a sudden. Go to the back of the bus. It, it makes you mm-hmm. prime attack material. Yeah. They put a bullseye on you. Doesn't matter because see that wipes out that you're gay. That wipes out that mm-hmm. uh, that you're black. That wipes out all. That. I mean, look look at ju- Justice uh, 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 Thomas. You know, they call him an Uncle Tom. Look at, uh, yeah. what's her name? It was Secretary of State under Bush. Condi Rice. Condi Rice. She was an Aunt Jemima. Yep. Yeah. You know, if you call... And if it's you, okay if, for them if, to if say I, that. Yeah, if I said that about some of them, yeah. they'd, oh, be want, no. they'd want to hang me up by my big toes and beat yeah. me senseless like a pinata. I Rice was hated. Oh, yeah. I mean, hated. Um, and Absolutely. Unfairly. Uh, of course, unfairly. Of course. Um, well, again, this is the party of diversity. Uh, we're welcome everyone and in, in fairness and, and equality is equal they're basically the party you know, of as long as you think the way we do then you're just yeah. perfect well, it's just like animal well, farms some pigs are, are more equal mm-hmm. than, than others other pigs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. now here's the next thing i don't know if you thought about this shelly all these little attacks that have happened in the last mm, 10 days or so two weeks all women except yeah. for one so tell me, yeah, it's true. do they think that it's okay to go up to a woman and treat people this Misogynous. way because we're women? Misogynous. I think that's part of it. She won't fight back. They're not going to go up to, you know, a Trey Gowdy oh, and do no. this. Lord, no. Yeah. I don't think so. I think it is discrimination okay, in a certain way. Is. They're picking out uh-huh. women as victims because they think they can do it and yeah. get away with it. And, of course, the media backs them up on it. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, you don't hear any of the left's women saying, why are you picking on a woman? Oh, right. heavens no. Right. Yeah, yeah. You shouldn't be and doing that. And they sure that. aren't standing up to defend the women that are being attacked. No, they're not. Yeah. Rachel Maddow, by the way, said uh, that the SCOTUS pick at uh, dealing with abortion, this may be the pull the fire alarm moment. Is what she said. That's what she said. Well, between you know, between the union. I mean, how's she going to get pregnant anyway? (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. Well, you know, they took the they took the money away yesterday morning, and now they take their hopes away with with Thomas retiring. So it's like they really are in bad shape. They shut down the unions. Yeah, they took all their money away with the union vote. And right out, right after they did that, and they uh, they uh, kept the travel ban. Then Kennedy said, "Drop the mic." Did you not see some of the comments on social media from some liberal liberals yesterday? Oh my! Oh, it was pretty it was ugly. Pretty entertaining. Though. Yeah, but it was ugly. It was pretty ugly. It was really ugly. By the way, uh, Kamala Harris is that right? Kamala. Kamala. Okay, Kamala Harris, who hopes to be president someday, I'm sure. Is she, is she, is she from San Francisco too? Is she from that area? She's from I don't California. Remember. She's California. All right. Anyway, uh, she was being asked by. Uh, Chris, what's his name? Walt, not Chris Wallace, the other Chris. Matthews. Matthews, yeah, of Hardball, about uh, the, the SCOTUS pick. And, and here's what, what Harris had to say about that. Cut number seven. Let me ask you, uh, what's it going to look like if he gets his pick? McConnell, the Republican leader, said no to Barack Obama's pick, Merrick Gar- Garland, for the whole year. He said, I'm not going to talk to the guy. I'm not going to have hearings. I'm going to let any of my people talk to him. And he won because now you got Neil Gorsuch. Mm-hmm. Are you guys going to play hardball this time and say we're not going to let you pass this? You're not going to rush this through us in a few months uh, before Election Day? Based on every conversation I've had with my colleagues so far this afternoon, everybody's prepared to play hardball. Right, everybody's prepared to play hardball. Oh, like they haven't been already. Except, <laughs> except if you remember when Obama was president, 
And everybody was yelling, why aren't the Republicans doing something? And I kept talking about elections have consequences Mm -hmm. and that if you don't have the numbers, there's really very little that you can do. Guess who's in that chair today? Yeah, that's where the Democrats (laughs) find themselves. In fact, it just it it stunned me. But Dick Durbin, who is not one of my favorite people, believe me, but Dick Durbin answered about this. Here's what he had to say about what. Harris just had to say. Cut number eight. To play hardball. All right, joining us now from Capitol Hill, a member of the Judiciary Committee, Senate Democratic Whip, Dick Durbin of Illinois. Um, so, do you do you agree? Do you concur what uh, Senator Harris was saying about playing hardball? And what about repeating the same process that Garland went through? Does it just actually not? end up being productive in terms of our democracy moving forward. Understand, uh, Senator Mitch McConnell changed the tradition and approach of the United States Senate. A vacancy that uh, on the Supreme Court with Justice Scalia's passing was left open until after the presidential election. Senator McConnell was hoping for a Republican president. It happened. And so Merrick Garland, a well-qualified man, was not allowed to be on the Supreme Court. And Mr. Gorsuch, uh, Senator, uh, now Justice Gorsuch, uh, was. Uh, now we have the table slightly turned. And the question to uh, Mitch McConnell, do you stand by the same reasoning? You said, let the American people speak in the upcoming election before we fill the vacancy. Uh, already he's told us he's not going to be consistent at all on this. Mm-hmm. If it helps his party, he's going to move forward. I would say to Senator Harris, uh, who is my friend, and we talked about this yesterday, there are limited options here. Mm-hmm. Uh, under the rules of the Judiciary Committee and the rules of the Senate, uh, it, the majority basically does rule. And although we have an opportunity to ask questions, and we should, of whoever the nominee may be, the notion that we can stop them with 49 votes is right. just not in, the, not in the cards. Well, I mean, I guess it depends on on exactly who's being considered here because there may be some republicans that could uh could be swayed to not so you never know um but what then what is the game plan um and and you are saying you don't think you should play hardball the way the republicans did well, we don't have the power. I mean, if, if we had the power and the authority to make those decisions, it's one thing. But under the rules, uh, under the rules with Justice Gorsuch, in a matter of three months or so, uh, he went from being nominated by the White House to being approved by the United States Senate. In the meantime, there was uh, vetting, investigation, hearing, questions, votes right. in the committee, consideration on the floor. But it was on a path uh, where a majority controlled the outcome, and at this point, we don't have a majority. Yeah, you, see, this is what I tried to say during the time of Obama, and people were just going crazy on Republicans who were in a minority at that mm-hmm. point and couldn't do anything. And now Durbin, I can, I can hear the liberals right now. You gotta do something. something. Yeah. Do something. For God's sakes, do something. They don't have the numbers. Mm-mm. Gosh, elections have consequences. Yes, they do. Don't they? Wow. How, much, how long have Pretty I been straight. preaching that? Pretty straight. I've been preaching Forever. that for a long, long time. <laughs> elections have consequences. Forever. And Durbin tried to muddy the waters, talking about garlic, uh, you know, about Merrick. Merrick Garland. Yeah, about him, and, and said, you know, they uh, they didn't let him become a, have a hearing. Well, that's because there was a presidential election coming up, mm-hmm. and that's why... 
they held that position open until they had a brand new president, whether it had been Hillary Clinton or Trump. Just what happened? It's Trump. I mean, they've they've <laughs> confirmed people during uh, midterm elections, haven't they, Elizabeth? Elena Kagan in two thousand and ten midterm election confirmed in August. So don't believe them when they start whining. Mm. Oh, it's an election year. You can't mm-hmm. do you gotta this. You got to stop. You got to stop. Yeah. No. As usual, they start selecting that to their already. Purposes. Of course, of course, it's starting it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And those who don't remember history are bound to try to repeat it. Mm-hmm. Well, and so. all the drumbeat on social has been about how, how do you say it? Oh, I can't say the name of the Obergefell. Oh, Obergefell. Yeah, gay marriage. The gay marriage. I can't thing. say it right. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, and Roe v. Wade and all this. Mm-hmm. I don't. I mean, it hasn't even. We haven't even got a nominee yet. Well, you want to hear how crazy it's gotten already? How about Elizabeth Warren? I I can tell you, this is a good example of how the left is feeling. I really believe it's it's like watching. What was that movie about the English spies uh, here a couple of years ago uh, where everybody's head blew up at the the dinner at the end? Do you you remember what that was called, the... um, Gosh, what was that name of that movie? Anyway, I'll come up with it in just a second. That's what this reminds me of. Listen to uh, Pocahontas. Here she is. Donald Trump has the opportunity to remake the Supreme Court for a generation. A woman's right to decisions over her own body are at risk. Equal rights, equal marriage is also at risk. But look, nobody appointed Donald Trump king. Nobody makes it to the Supreme Court without going through the United States Senate. So the real question in front of us is whether or not there are any Republicans who will join the Democrats in turning back an extremist nominee from Donald Trump. This is the fight of our lives. If you want to be in this fight, then now's the time. Raise your voice. 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 Like a raging lunatic. She does. She does. Did I mean, you see? I'm a little shocked. <laughs> and I, here I am thinking of another little rabbit hole. She's been challenged online to a $10,000 challenge if she can prove that she's more Native American than Kimberly Guilfoyle. Oh, no. <laughs> that's funny. I don't think that's she's going to take them up on the offer, but that's neither here nor there. But anyway. I couldn't help but laugh. It, just listen to her. They're man. losing yeah, it. Listen, yeah, listen. And, and, you know, is, I mean, there's a lot of... Hate and that when she said he, he's not appointed king, and that's you know, right. She goes like, on. So oh, she's not Obama this, was appointed king, wasn't he? No, right. Oh, yeah, that's right. He's exactly. the only king we're supposed to have. That's right. I mean, I just the, the certain words she used, and you could hear it in her. I mean, I didn't have to see her face. Like I could <laughs> like see say, it I can see from her hearing her, the words and how she's. Did she have her poignant. Indian headdress on? I don't know. I'm just. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't know. She's. She, I just have no respect for that one. No. You know, no. let them keep just talking. Can't. You remember early on? Oh, they're going to keep talking. Yeah, early on when Obama got elected, some people were saying, you know, it's a good thing because it's waking people up. They're going to see what they're really about. If the American people do not figure out in the next, what, six months who the left really is, then I fear that we are lost because they're sure going to be showing us. And my grandmother used to tell me, used to tell me this about boys. Oh. When they when they tell you who they are, you should believe them. Yeah, you know, yeah. you meet the guy and he's like, "I'm no good with did it." You should believe that. Yeah. Well, same thing applies here. 
if they're telling us who they are, we need to be listening because they're telling you. Yeah, they're telling exactly. you what they are. Yeah, yeah, they really do. They they explain exactly what they believe. Yeah, in their behavior, if nothing else. Yeah, I just I just had well, to play I think that Elizabeth in the end going to be to their own detriment because I mean, just moderate Democrats every day, good, decent Democrats are like they can't even identify with these. Well, well, we got the nuts. same thing in the Democrats that we have in you the Republican. Know. We had the kind of internal fight between the Tea Party and the Party. Sure. They've got oh, the they same got, internal they, fight going on They've got the Democratic Socialist between Party. Between the yeah. leftist mm. socialists and the moderates in the Democrat mm-hmm. Party. So i got got a question. Russ, do we have time to play that other Kamala Harris part uh, that we got there? It was cut number five. Is that too long? Can you tell? Or is that short enough where she makes the statement that we get we got time. All right, here here oh. here's here's Harris again. Let me ask you, uh, what's it going to look like if he gets his pick? If Trump gets what he wants here, what's uh, the court going to look like for the next thirty? We're years? looking at a, a, a destruction of the Constitution of the United States, as far as I can tell, based on all of the folks that he's been appointing thus far for lifetime appointments. He's been appointing ideologues. He has been appointing people who have refused to agree that Brown v. Board of Education is settled law. He has been appointing people who haven't even been found to be well qualified or even qualified by bar associations. So this has got to be one of, and we all need to understand this, to be one of the most serious fights that we have yet to have had with this president. It means it, it means the destruction of the Constitution, right? I'm, I'm oh just I'm, I'm loving listening. Not that to they them. haven't shredded it to tiny little pieces. Every already. one of those judges have been confirmed by Senate. Yeah, that's yeah. my thoughts So if they're not too, if they're not qualified, right, why are you, why are you this, confirming like, them? She, has no, she doesn't Where's even know what she's talking she's about. Talking oh, she does. I mean, she just that's what I call verbal masturbation. Kind of. All right. That's yeah. all that is. It, it's a whole lot of something it's that very, leads to actually, nothing. It's very reckless. I mean, <laughs> the bottom, the thing the she bottom said. line. That's what it, it is. I mean, the lady just talks and talks yeah. and talks to hear herself talk. Have you ever known people like that that talk and talk and talk just because they want to hear themselves? Mm-hmm. It, and she is one of them. She really well, is. She's it very makes reckless no sense. with her words. I mean, I mean. <laughs> Yeah, no kidding. All oh right. Boy. We'll take a break for news and then we'll come back and finish it up here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, back with you, Dave Ellswick Show. By the way, I just got some notifications here. You're going to like this, uh, uh, Russ. You're going to love this. Black Diamond Watermelons. <gasps> They're in at, uh, at Horton's. So if you want one for the 4th of July, dude, I'm just saying, I'm really if, I, if I'm over there and. You want me to just pick you one up? Okay. Love watermelon. Have you ever had a black diamond? They're yeah. awesome. Oh, they They're are sweet. wonderful. They are like seriously, it's like sticking your 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 spoon in sugar. They're good. They are. Aww. That's the sweetest watermelon I've eaten. And I like Cave City. Yeah. Please do yeah. not send me hate mail because <laughs> I didn't say Cave City. They got great watermelons they too. Did. But I'm just telling you, black diamonds are really good. The yeah. black diamonds are. They are really. Really, and really a little, good. A little more pricey sometimes than the average watermelon. Yeah, I know. I want watermelon. Last time, I, last week, he had me craving strawberries. Yeah, this is what. Oh, yeah. Les, Leslie, Ed, Leslie Odom oh, sent a sent us a text, and she said, uh, "The black diamonds are ready." And tell Dave the black diamonds are ready. Plenty of sweet corn, okra, regular and heirloom tomatoes blackberries and blueberries i'm craving me some fresh fried okra 
Yeah. Fresh, fresh Friday crust. Love well, it in the I'm going to uh, get the black uh, diamond, a couple of those watermelons, get me some blackberries and make some blackberry cobblers, maybe some blueberries and do blueberry cobbler. I haven't done blueberry cobbler in a long time. Oh, Here's the key good. for to do the blackberries. Got to put a little bit of lemon in with the blackberries. Yep. Yep. Just a little bit. There's a little bit. And you can't taste lemon. It doesn't taste like lemon. It brightens no. it up. Yep. Keeps it from being too sugary, heavy, oh, yeah. sweet. And I do it the easy way. I use Bisquick. You just take the Bisquick, you mix it up, and put it in the pan. Well, at least you cook, because I don't even cook. And you put so. it in. You put it in the baking dish, and then you put all the blackberries in there. Sprinkle sugar all over them. Oh, you do what I call the upside you know? down thing. And then you put a little bit of a uh, little bit of lemon on top of it. Yeah, and butter then, here and there. And put the butter, in, butter there. in there. Then yeah. you slide it in the That's oven. Making me so hungry. And then <laughs> as the bisquick swells up and rises, yeah. what I call it, the upside down thing. It grabs hold of the blackberries, and then the blackberries start losing all their juices. It envelops them. Yeah, oh, so good. I'm making her so hungry. I'm making her hungry. You did that to me with the strawberries. I did two that. Weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. 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 I stayed that oh. way for two weeks. I ate strawberries every day. Well, the reason I the reason that I bring up being hungry. All right, it's because Jacksonville has switched their pot tactics. And, and when you and when you talk about marijuana, you got to talk, talk about you got to talk about you got to talk about yeah, you got to talk about munchies. Yeah. Okay, all right, all right. Uh, after this Sunday, in fact, that means on July first, the Jacksonville Police Department will no longer make arrests for possession of small quantities of marijuana. Now, when we're saying small quantities, what did they define? I'm saying small. All right, it's. Uh, says, let's see, where is it, uh, where is it? it says, uh, the officers will issue citations for people who possess less than 15 grams of marijuana unless those people have previous convictions for drug activity. What was the limit? 15 grams, which is, and I, I, I looked it up, is. it's less, just a tad over half an ounce. Yeah. So that's not very much. long time ago, they would call that personal use. Yeah. Well, they're, not, they're, they're no, just not making manufacturing it, or trafficking just or selling, it but sure. oh, personal, yeah, yeah. I guess. Yeah. All right. Offenders will start uh, or will still be assigned court dates. Franklin, that's the police chief, uh, said they simply will not be taken to jail. Uh, we still want to hold people accountable and minimize the time spent on those arrests that don't really go anywhere, said Franklin, who began as Jacksonville's chief of police on June 1st. He made a big change here within the first 30 days, huh? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the but courts they... themselves have decriminalized small amounts. What are they going to do with these people? They're not going to put them in the county jail. We know Pulaski County is filled to the brim. Yeah. In 2017, the Jacksonville Police Department arrested more than 495 people on drug charges, according to the police department's crime reports, but it doesn't report or differentiate between felony level and misdemeanor drug charges, nor between marijuana and other con- uh, controlled substances. So all, all of that is in your So they've got, a jail, they've got a jail crowding problem is what it sounds yeah. like. Yeah, well, and a paperwork, I mean, the whole process of booking. Yeah. I mean, it is a big change, but then again, it's kind of not, because, I mean, basically the only thing that's changing is they're still going to have to go to court and, and do everything. And they're they're just not going to get physically arrested and put in the cop car and all, you know, 
Microsoft, all that, but all everything else stays the same. Yeah, I guess by doing that, you <clears throat> don't give them any kind of a rap sheet. So let's say you're a kid <clears throat> and you get you get uh, pulled over, and the cop says, like you see on that uh, live PD on A and E on yeah. Friday night. I love watching that show. Mm-hmm. You know, if I used to be a, if I was still a drinker, I'd be sitting there drinking and watching that and yelling at the TV and stuff. Yeah, dummy. Anyway, <laughs> um, but I don't drink anymore, and I don't raise cane like that anymore. But the bottom line is, is that uh, you got all you got these people that uh, you know get pulled over for small amounts, or they get pulled over because they got a tail light out, and they roll down their window, and the the smoke just rolls, <laughs> you know, out of the car. Like, hey, dummies, you know, it's it's not smart to drive around right. you know smoking a bunch of doobies and hey yeah. what's that bong doing there between the seats uh type of thing so bottom uh, line is, is that uh, they're still going to get their money yeah but these these kids young people uh that get college scholarships and stuff not going to ruin their won't, world won't won't yeah take away the scholarship now if they had been busted before, before yeah. for some kind of uh drug you know, or if they already infraction. have a rap sheet. Yeah, yeah I don't think they'd be misdemeanor. They're anyway. hauling them yeah. in. Yeah, you know they're 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 taking them in now. Little Rock talked about this and decided not to do it. Uh, Richardson said he has no intentions of giving up. Uh, this is the guy who wanted to get this uh, done in in Little Rock. He said he's got no intention of giving up uh, the effort that he has, and he plans to raise the policy again after election, saying a new city board can make all the difference such a move in little rock however where there were more than 820 marijuana possession arrests in 2017 alone would have to come with the endorsement of law enforcement officials he said but buckner the police chief is not behind it okay so i don't know so it's based on numbers yeah what's going on if we have 400 arrests it's okay to do and if we no no they're just they're just saying that they look in in uh in Pulaski County and Little Rock, uh, here they're doing it over in in Jacksonville. They had 495 arrests, and you don't know whether that's marijuana or cocaine yeah. or whatever. Oh. They had just uh, in marijuana 820 arrests there in oh. uh, in Little Rock. So, yeah, oh yeah. how many of those people ended up at the county jail yeah. or whatever? Yeah, you know. And well, I don't know about you, but I would really probably if I had my druthers have the jails full of serious criminals rather than people that you know yeah, if, it, if it's some guy with a half le, less than half an ounce that doesn't and, seem. you know but i will say this i want them to be fined severely for driving while under the mm-hmm. influence Absolutely. of drugs you know i really really do i mean that's that's the big that's part of the story here is that they're going to just give them a citation now you don't do that if you pull somebody over and you think that they've had too many. Yeah. You know, you're going to put them through, you know, sobriety tests and you're going to make them, yeah. you're going to make them blow, uh, you know, blow up the balloon and all that. Uh, the big problem we got, there's not a measurement for what's too high. Mm-hmm. They have no way really to measure for yeah, marijuana the, the, impairment the, is what I How much THC you got in your, in your system or they whatever. Although if you put them on, I guess if you tell them to walk a straight line, and they say, "Well, how fast I gotta walk?" You know, you might, 
you might want to know about that, you know. Or, or they're too busy eating the ding yeah, dongs to go. You know, they got a, they, you know, they just stopped. At, they just stopped at Taco Bell and they got fifty tacos in the front yeah. seat with them. You know, you, you get. I just want. I'm just going to tell you, the fast food industry is going to take off in Jacksonville. I think. Yeah. What do you think? Do you think, <laughs> think I should open a Taco Bueno? Like For it has sure. it already. You know, sure. I want to do I want that. a taco. I'm starving over here. <laughs> yeah, I'm just you keep saying. talking about food. I'm just oh saying. It just goes along with marijuana, talking yeah, about I, munchies. It just really does. All right, got to take it. Russ just shakes his head when <laughs> yeah. I when we do this show. All right, we got to get a break in. Let's do that. We'll come back, finish up the power panel uh, here on the Dave Ellswick Show, the female the ladies today in the studio with me, and I uh, hope you're enjoying the show on uh, The Answer. Hey, I want to talk about my buddy R.D. over at Sunny's Auto Salvage, your number one choice for recycled auto parts, whether you need a mirror or you need a rear ta- taillight like I did for my uh, Acadia, or perhaps you needed a rear uh, window wiper, which I did. Uh, you can get all of that over at R.D.'s or... Uh, if you need a transmission for your 2009 uh, car, I got one uh, for for mine, my Corolla. Uh, an engine, I got one over there. I got a three-year uh, warranty, parts and labor, and unlimited mileage. So for three years, I don't have to worry about that car at all. Anything goes wrong, basically, powertrain, it's over at RD's being fixed. He can get whatever you need through uh, using one of his well-maintained total loss vehicles because the vehicle ends its life one of two ways. You drive the wheels off your car and it ends up in the crusher or you get in an accident and uh, you can't drive it anymore, but the parts can still be used uh, in other cars. And that's where uh, RD comes in with Sunny's Auto Salvage. You get yourself a part that's guaranteed, comes with a standard warranty. They offer one, two, and three-year warranties on all their parts. And uh, RD will do a good job for you. Uh, Not only is it what he has, but he's hooked up to thousands of other auto salvage yards all across the United States. He can have a part here in a couple of days from someplace out in, you know, Alaska or something. Just give him a call. Ask him if he can help you. 982-7451. 982-7451. Save some money. You'll save at least 50% on those parts. I'll tell you that much right now over putting a new part in your car. And you know what? When you're coming up like I am on my car, I'm almost got 300,000 miles on it. Don't want to put a new part on it. It's just, just the bottom line as far as that goes. All right. So as, as you need to reach over and hit that red button there. All right. So let me just ask, ask you, Shelly, uh, as you've watched the left and the way that they're totally coming unglued now, and you know why it is, guys. I think the basic reason why they're coming so unglued is because they can't stop Trump. Mm-hmm. That's it. They can't stop him. And they know that he is effective and he's really taking them out. Yeah, one he's by getting, one they've by been coming unglued for years, but this is a whole new level. Well, if they you don't. Know, with if, Trump. I mean, it's just. We just thought they had come unglued before Trump came on the scene. I don't, you got to go back. Go back and watch. Congrats. Go back and watch the. The uh, Facebook Live broadcast of this hour, so you can just see that last Shelley uh, face that she made when she was <laughs> talking about how the the left has been asking acting under Trump. It's like, Rock. I mean, it's just, this is it's funny. true. Yeah, if you're not watching Facebook and watching Dave Ellswick, you're missing half the show. Yeah, there's a lot of good stuff going on in here. 
but no, all the I, eye rolling. And, yes. It's really amazing to me that, uh, I mean, yesterday, the Twitter sphere, I mean, I have never seen such language. Yeah. Uh, yes. And look, I played sports years, mm-hmm. and being in, you know, when you're, when you're in the clubhouse, it gets really, really ugly a lot of times with the language. Didn't have anything on what was it's going on in the Twitter sphere bar. yesterday. Yeah, I mean, it's just, uh, it's just beyond. I don't even know, have, have the words. I don't think they do either. <laughs> beyond <laughs> bizarre. They, they are bizarre, uh, beyond bizarre. Uh, I mean, just, you listen to Harris, you know, the destruction of the Constitution. Yeah. No, that was Obama. Right. You want to talk destruction of the Constitution, Let's talk about the man you thought was mm-hmm. the greatest president who ever lived. Better yeah. than, you know, butter on bread and canned beer. Yeah. I mean, seriously. Yeah. That should tell you a whole lot about what the left thinks about the Constitution. If they think that that conservative originalists are destroying the Constitution. Yeah. Well, we are in their book because for them, the world is a very different place. They don't care about the continent. And their constitution is a different constitution constitution than what we got. Their constitution can say whatever they They damn well want it to. Yes, it's an elitist point of view, and it always has been. Well, it's it's also a collective point of view. Mm -hmm. You know, socialism, they want us all to be the collective. No individualism, no free speech. Means to end versus ends to means. Yeah, what's (laughs) best for the state mm-hmm. you know yeah I, I don't want to live in a world like that frankly at all period well the key is if you have to live in a world like that you better be part of the elite that make the rules yeah not the ones that live not the people who live by the rules yeah. but the people who make the rules because see that's the whole thing about socialism you have a group at the top sure they get that it doesn't benefits. apply to yeah. them that's mm-hmm. right they, they got they got all the money. Oh yeah, we kind of got that now though. The very Congress yeah. doesn't have to answer to the laws that we do. Now, hmm. isn't that interesting? <laughs> yeah. That's always interesting. That and that's not supposed to be that way. No sir. Not supposed to be that and way. And I guarantee you if we could ever pass a law, if we pass a law it applies to everybody. I bet we'd have a lot fewer laws coming out of Congress. I would assume you would be correct. I would but think. But of course we all know what assume does. <laughs> all right. I'm just saying. Just saying, I I assume a lot sometimes, and then find out it right? ain't gonna happen. Yeah. You know, it ain't gonna happen. They always find actually. a way. They always find a way of getting around it. Yeah. Yeah. We exercise that? a lot around here. We do a lot of jumping to conclusions, right? <laughs> That's yeah. what the assumptions do for you. Okay, now Mark Johnson, who's been keeping me up to date about what the rules are about running for office, if you you've done some things, uh, it says that. Now, Mickey Gates, of course, has been arrested for tax evasion, all right, state tax evasion. Uh, I have heard from Mark Jones. He said he was incorrect earlier about the Mickey Gates situation. He had told me Hmm. uh, the party can fill the vacancy and nomination by special convention. He says he would have to resign for illness, family, or moving out of the district for the party to be able to replace him in nomination. So if it's... (laughs) <laughs> a legal problem he cannot now that makes sense. what's his name that was up there in the northwest uh, um john woods not woods the other guy mike o'neill mike o'neill mike o'neill moved out of the area right. that he was going to run in 
right. So that they could put somebody else on the ballot. That's right. So that I wonder if that's what happened here. Possibility. We're out of time. We're out of time. We're oh, done with the ladies oh, today. today. So uh, Shelly will be back next week. Yes. Uh, Elizabeth is going to be out barbecuing. Her husband said that she must wear a bikini and barbecue for him. Oh, he told the you. The day they, after uh, the 4th of July. Yeah. Darn, I just can't keep any secrets now. <laughs> is he going to be showing off? Are you going to be showing off your tattoos? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out of here. See you tomorrow. And we'll do it again.